Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and in case you didn't know, Jesus called it. He predicted everything that's going on in the world today. Given that, each Saturday I'll be doing a wrap-up of current events and how they match up with what Jesus spoke of when he was asked, what sign will signal your return and the end of the world in Matthew chapter 24, as well as other last days and end times prophecies. As Jesus told the Pharisees and the Sadducees in Matthew 16, he said, you know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. I pray as you hear God's truth, that it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And I pray that you see that Bible prophecy is not meant to scare you, but warn you and give you the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. World Watch for February 18th, 2023. Prophetic last day's news, just like Jesus said. From war to earthquakes to famine, plagues, increased lawlessness, deception, a spiritual renewal, Jesus' warnings of the last days are happening right now. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Oh, by the way, you can find Jesus' predictions in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. I got a quote here from Pastor Jack Hibbs that is just, just describes it perfectly. This is quote, it is absolutely certain that the globe and the people that occupy it are shaken right now. And we start with wars and threats of wars. Ukraine and Eastern Europe. The US has just accused Russia of committing crimes against humanity in Ukraine. Zelensky at the Munich summit said, it is clear that Ukraine will not be Putin's last stop. He will continue to other countries that were part of the Soviet Union. And he also said, it is possible that the Russian payment to Iran for the assistance with drones would be to enrich Iran's uranium to a weapons level of 90%. Will Putin and Lukashenko, which is the, who is the president of Belarus, declare unification of Russia with Belarus? If so, it will automatically allow Russia to attack Ukraine from Belarus's territory. February 16th, an extensive and unusual missile attack from Russia and the, Black, and the Black Sea early in the morning against the cities of Ukraine. Air raid sirens were set off all over the country and explosions were heard in Lviv, Odessa, Kharkiv, and other cities. According to the report, at least some of the missiles were without warheads and were launched in the aim of disrupting and exhausting the activity of the air defense systems. The French foreign ministry calls on French citizens to leave Belarus immediately. This comes after the American call for citizens of the United States to leave Russia. Something serious seems to be going on beneath the surface. The president of Moldova, Maya Sandu, warned today of an intention to carry out a pro-Russian coup to establish a government that would be loyal to the Kremlin. According to Sandu, the plan is to take over public buildings, 
during demonstrations against the government with Kremlin supporters from Russia, Belarus, Serbia, and Montenegro, who have undergone military training leading the coup. And the closest a U.S. warship has been to Russia since the Russian invasion of Ukraine began. It's in the Black Sea. U.S. warship is in the Black Sea. Oh, Ukraine running low on weapons and ammo. This is from Foreshadows Report. The Secretary General of NATO, Jens Stolenberg, recently announced that the current rate of Ukraine's ammunition expenditure is many times higher than our current rate of production. This puts our defense industries under strain. He then urged the countries helping Ukraine ramp up production. Earlier this day, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky stretched the urgency of his country's need for weapons, saying delay has always been and still is a mistake. Um, and you got to click on over to my blog, and I've got a couple of videos in here um, that you got to check out. Russia, North Korea, and China. So South Korea and the U.S. will hold a military exercise next week in Washington as part of the country's joint effort to deal with North Korea's missile and nuclear threats. The Ministry of Defense in Seoul said, following this, North Korea threatens to take an unprecedented response. Russia has just deployed nuclear armed ships for the first time in 30 years. Russian nuke bombers have been spotted near Alaska. The United States the United States State Department is urging citizens to leave Russia immediately. North Korea fired a ballistic missile toward the Sea of Japan. According to published data, the missile flew for more than 60 minutes and fell in the exclusive economic waters of Japan, about 200 kilometers west of the island of Hokkaido. China naval helicopter flies near ship in Japan's economic zone. A Chinese naval helicopter approached a Japanese research ship within the country's exclusive economic zone in the East China Sea. The, fishery, the fisheries agents has said, okay, so this is Japan being threatened by North Korea to the north and China to the south. Officials in Taiwan told the Financial Times that Chinese spy balloons entered the island's airspace frequently, averaging once a month and that they reach an altitude of 20,000 feet, according to officials in Taiwan and the U.S. The balloons were designed to collect atmospheric information to improve the accuracy of radar and missile systems. Former Army Secretary urges the U.S. to wake up and prepare for the worst against Chinese aggression. And um, we've had a couple of meteorite and asteroids come in to uh, one uh, into, into the Earth's atmosphere that were seen and captured in video and images. So you got to click on over our blog to check them out. Um, one was um, over England and France and another one in South Texas. So you got to check it out. Okay, elsewhere. And we asked the question, is this a move towards Ezekiel 38? And if you're not familiar with the Ezekiel uh, prophecies, you got to click on over my blog and then do a little deeper research on those because I've, I've got links all over for that. Officials in Sudan said last night that 
all understandings have been reached with Russia for the establishment of a Russian military base in the Red Sea. They said that the army supports the agreement and now the approval of the civilian government is required and that Moscow agrees to most of Khartoum's demands, including the supply of weapons and military equipment. Iran, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps Navy targeted a Liberia flagged an Israeli-owned oil tanker named Campo Square in the Arab Sea. The oiler belonged to Zodiac Maritime Limited. It was on its way to the United Arab Emirates. Forty days after the execution of some of the protesters in Iran, the protests have resumed. Has resumed. The protest has resumed. This is the protest um, of the uh, protesting the killing of uh, a young gal who was imprisoned because she wasn't wearing her hijab hair covering correctly. An ISIS senior leader was killed and four U.S. service members wounded in a helicopter raid in northeastern Syria. Central Command of the U.S. Army, February 14th, they shot down an Iranian-made drone that was conducting a patrol mission over an American base in northeastern Syria. Okay. Okay, so we know we have the U.S. has several bases in Syria. Okay. Because um, the, the uh, Syri from Syria, they can keep an eye on Iran. Um, all right, so we keep that in mind as we continue here. Um, next, we're doing Israel Watch. Um, and you can find God's promises to Israel in, in Genesis 12, 2 Samuel 7, and like I said before, Ezekiel 35 to 39. And I've got links to those Bible studies in here and again, also videos. So um, after Biden sent $1 billion to the PLO, that's the Palestine Liberation Organization, Israeli deaths rose by 900%. And all these are, most of these articles have links so you can actually read the articles and dig deeper because I'm just reading, most of these I'm just reading just the headlines. The Israeli Knesset, which is like the parliament, um, passes law stripping terrorists of citizenship. Israel works to ramp up gas exports to light, um, in light of energy demand in Europe. Israeli border police officer killed by a 13-year-old Palestinian in terror attack outside Shuafat. 24 hours in Jerusalem, three terror attacks. Lebanon is threatening war with Israel. Now, this should have been in the wars of rumors of wars, but since it's Israel, it's in its own Israel thing here. Um, because all Bible prophecy just centers around Israel. So, um, so in a televised speech earlier today, Lebanon's Hezbollah leader, now Hezbollah is the resident terrorist organization. So there, the Hezbollah leader, Hassan Nasrallah, blames the Americans for the difficult situation of the Lebanese economy due to the economic sanctions by the U.S. against various parties in Lebanon and Syria. He claims that by doing so, the Americans are trying to influence what is happening inside Lebanon in order to make Hezbollah give up the armed resistance. 
Nasrallah explicitly threatened that if the Americans continue to cause chaos and collapse inside of Lebanon, they will lose and the fire will be directed at their ally in the region, Israel. Okay. All right. Earthquakes and seismic events. Well, um, the earth hasn't stopped shaking over in Turkey, and they've gotten up to 5.2, 5.7s. So buildings are still collapsing as the earth is still shaking. The death toll um, from both Turkey and Syria has surpassed 46,000. Now, the UN said it was going to surpass 50,000. Um, I think it's going to get worse. It's going to be worse than that. Because figure there were, um, there were something like 8,600 buildings that have collapsed. And they're still collapsing because every time there's these, these aftershocks, um, these buildings that have been cracked um, just collapse, just continue to collapse. That's what the, but most people are living outside, but the problem is too, is that it's the winter and it's very cold temperatures. So um, it's, it's just bad. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, the general director of risk reduction in the Department of Natural Disaster Management in Turkey announced that the energy released by the earthquake was as powerful as the explosion of 500 atomic bombs like the one dropped on Hiroshima. And um, I've got um, a video here of um, how the northern Syrian people are trying to deal with this. Um, uh, they're, they're Syrian refugees. So they, they were refugees from Syria that went into Turkey, you know, into, um, in, into that area right where the earthquakes were to escape the civil war in northern Syria. Now they don't have homes anymore in Turkey, so they're trying to go back to Syria. And the video bug from the BBC, I mean, it's just heartbreaking, it really is. So here is a, a, a prayer for Turkey and Syria. And this is from uh, Frontiers UK, which is one of um, uh, the Christian organizations, um, and they have um, sent help, um, aid there and specifically they've got teams there. So praise God that none of the frontiers UK teams on the ground have sustained life-threatening injuries. And many of them are now working to support those that are injured and homeless. Turkish churches are also responding to the crisis, providing much needed supplies and accommodation. So we're asked to pray for food and medical supplies to get to those who urgently need them provision of accommodation for those made homeless. Good longer term plans to be established for the rebuilding of this area. Those who have lost homes and livelihoods in this earthquakes and those who are grieving lost ones that they would receive the comfort of Christ. Those who are providing help to those in need that they would hold the strength of the Lord upholding them through this time. The light of Christ to shine brightly in the darkness that many people in this area are experiencing for many to meet Jesus through this situation. In fact, um, Samaritan's Purse has, um, has set up their hospital there and they are helping 
people injured and um, airlifting supplies in there too. And, um, you know, if you think this is bad, I did a special report on future prophetic earthquakes. Um, so you want to, might want to check it out if you have, if you, if, um, if you missed that one. Well, some other seismic weather events. Um, National state of emergency declared a cyclone Gabrielle causes wide press uh, spread destruction across New Zealand's North Island. And I've got a video of that too. So you got to click on over and check that out along with other um, weather, um, seismic weather events. Um, national disaster declared in South Africa as extreme rains cause widespread damage. Malawi, which is a, an African country, experienced a devastating hailstorm at the end of November that brought heavy and large hail with strong winds. The locals had never seen hail like it before and it has left many homes, schools, businesses with badly damaged prop properties. The crops that are planted are now damaged with the hail, which will lead to a poor harvest. Please pray for good rains as most families survival entirely depends on it. Adequate rainfall that will guarantee good harvest for the coming year for families to receive the fertilizer they need for farms, although the costs are rising. And I don't get that. I mean, you know, fertilizer, you know, don't use chemical fertilizers when you can, you know, have manure, which is just natural. I just, I just don't understand that. At any rate, okay, so we're going into, that feeds right into economic woes, famines, pestilences, and plagues. Now, something big here in the United States has been the uh, derailment of a train um, uh, in Ohio and there's there's some video on there as to this huge black cloud that um, has um, totally poisoned everything in there. So we've got a couple of vi videos there. Also in in Lebanon, um, they um, the people are upset because of their economic problems that they burned a bank. I've got a video on that too. So other things we've got here. So reports of many believers in financial stress in Central Asia associated with the current economic downturn. They have nothing to fall back on. So, I mean, Jesus warned us we're going to have famines and, you know, and that's, what, that's what's happening. And plagues, here we go. The World Health Organization confirms an outbreak of an Ebola-like virus in Equatorial Guinea. Oil prices fall on renewed inflation fears. In America, inflation surged 6.4% in January, higher than expected. The Lebanese lira continues to crash and is now traded at 72,000 liras for one U.S. dollar. That's almost as bad as what happened in Venezuela. I mean, the people were carrying money in, in wheelbarrows. It's crazy. Bird flu continues to spread, and one UK expert calls for work to start on a vaccine with risk to humans increasing. As in the days of Lot, and Jesus said in Luke 17, and the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. Well, in case you forgot, Lot lived in the first sin city, or Sodom. And if you're not familiar with that story, again, click on over to my blog and, and check that one out. All right. 
Oh, in the good old United States. Scientists are not saying that the terms male and female should be replaced with sperm producing and egg producing to be inclusive. U.S. Democrats' uh, bill in Congress lures teens to run away for trans surgeries without parental consent. Preschool teachers drill students in woke gender language. Preschool teachers drill students in woke gender language. Mississippi struck with a 900% increase in newborns being treated for syphilis. A California Christian teacher, Jessica Tapia, lost her job after refusing to hide students' gender transitions from parents and keeping them in the dark by lying to them. Man sex has... Bi- <laughs> All right, I'm going to start this one over again because this is one of those you got you to read it a couple of times. So it's like, okay. A man says his bisexual wife came out as non-binary after their child, who had identified as bisexual, switched to transgender lesbian. Okay, this is a quote from this article. Our daughter came out as bisexual in middle school. In high school, she reassessed and came out as trans and lesbian. Berlatsky wrote, my daughter coming out as trans also prompted my wife to think about her own gender. She's since come out as non-binary, though she's retained her she, her pronouns. My wife has known she's bisexual since she was in middle school in northwestern Indiana, though she was heavily and miserably closeted until college. It's been a relief for her and a validation that our daughter felt comfortable coming out at home and school, he wrote. Paul wrote in Romans chapter one, starting at verse 24. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. And as a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Then, that is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. And then in Romans chapter two, verse two, Paul writes, and we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. And I'll be covering this in tomorrow's Sunday Psalm. Ah, you know, and, and, and to think that this book of Romans was written in like, um, I think like AD 30, maybe, or, you know, just, yeah. So, because it was after, let's see if you could do this, maybe AD, uh, AD 40, you know, in the first century. And it's like, it's describing today. Okay, so those pe- you people who think that the Bible isn't relevant, <laughs> think again. Okay, increased evil, satanic lawlessness, terrorism, apostasy, false teaching, and deception. All right, North Korea, 
succession questions raised by the presence of Kim Jong-un's daughter. And you got to look at this article. You got to look at the pictures. The girl is like 12, maybe 13, 14. I don't know. Just a young, you can tell she's very young. She's not, she's not even a teenager yet. You know, real teenager yet. She's a tween. Um, and this is the second, his second daughter. So, um, which brings up a lot of questions about having a woman as head of North Korea. So I don't know. I also have a couple of podcasts here. One of them is a defector from North Korea, a, um, a, a wonderful um, interview, amazing story. So you got to check it out again. Click on over my blog for this extra, extra content here. UK shamanism is now Britain's fastest growing religion amid growing climate change anxiety. And um, I should have put it, I should have put a blog in here, but if you go into my YouTube channel and you search for, um, uh, and you look for the interview with brother Matthew, he was into shamanism and that led into total and complete demonic possession. So that's not good. And it's all the devil just getting, um, gaining more power here. In America, one dead and three hospitalized and shooting at El Paso Mall. One person is in custody. Michigan State shooting, three killed, five wounded. The shooter killed himself. Mississippi, six people fatally shot in Tate County. A suspect has been taken into custody without incident after being spotted inside a vehicle. Armed groups, oops, Mozambique, America, okay. <laughs> um, uh, armed groups in northern Mozambique have been leading a campaign of terror that includes torching villages, beheading people, and kidnapping. This has forced more than 820,000 people to flee the villages. Well, and we mentioned before that Syria, northern Syria um, has been in a civil war. So you've got um, Syrian rebels who have some territory in the far northern, northern parts, parts of Syria. And then you've got um, Assad, the president, who's got the um, uh, the major city of Aleppo, and the rest the rest of Syria. But they've been fighting the civil war uh, in that area. So, um, as it turns out, and of course, since the earthquake covered, so uh, the earthquake uh, um, has affected even as far south as Aleppo. But the northern, the the places north north of Aleppo, between Aleppo and the Syrian border, if you look at any of the maps, um, that whole area is where the Syrian rebels are. All right, so um, the, this one I'm going to talk about now is uh, from Amir Sarfati in his Telegram channel. So, how the Assad regime is benefiting from the earthquakes. Um, so a seventh Iranian cargo plane landed in Aleppo with equipment and aid uh, to Syria. Until February 15th, 112 aid planes have landed in Syria since the earthquakes and the prominent countries that sent the air are 
the United Arab Emirates sent 34 cargo planes, Iraq, 11 cargo planes, Libya, 10, Algiers, 7, Iran, 7, Oman, 5, and Kazakhstan, 4. In addition, over the course of eight days, 2,100 trucks with equipment entered from Iraq, led by Shia militias. All the above aid only goes into the areas under the control of the Assad regime and not into the area under the control of the rebels in northern Syria. And this is Amir speaking now. I would like to emphasize that most of the damage caused by the earthquake was in the areas under the control of the rebels in northern Syria and not in the areas under the control of Assad. And this is also indicated by the distribution of the number of dead. So about about 1,400 in the territories under the control of the Assad regime and about 4,000 in the territories under the control of the rebels. And that the number of the dead is increasing every day as more bodies are found as buildings are being excavated. So it can be said that Assad benefited greatly from the earthquake. And um, I have a video from uh, Pastor Tom Hughes on... Um, the deception planned, which takes us to the next topic, New World Order, and the Great Reset, and Big Brother. And we're gonna, we're gonna, am I gonna take a break or we're gonna go through this? Okay, let's, okay, we are, here we are. Okay, so in Revelation 13, and John tells us of the coming one world government, so here we go. Europe is now considering a digital currency to counter the U.S. and China's tech dominance. U.S. Department of State has been funding disinformation tracking group to blacklist conservative media. In Brazil, all universal basic income re recipients, or what we consider in America welfare, must be vaxxed, which includes the children. EU Parliament votes to ban new sale, uh, sales of petrol and diesel cars by 2035. Japanese Yale professor says old people should just kill themselves in mass suicide in Japan as suggests euthanasia be compulsory. Justin Trudeau hijacks Canada's health care and threatens provincial premiers to cut off health care funding unless they agree to a digital health ID. Um, and also um, the UAE interfaith compound featuring a new synagogue, um, a church and a mosque opened on Thursday, February 16th. It's beautiful and it's there. And also um, the World Government Summit. I have a podcast here. There's more coming. Be right back after this message. It's now open, my Christian book distributors affiliate bookstore. These hand-picked books cover Bible prophecy, Christian apologetics, worldview, and much more. Many are at discounted prices. Isn't it time you got your Christian books from a Christian bookstore? Click on the link in the show notes. And we're back. Okay, the World Government Summit. So they keep meeting. Okay, sounds like globalists are eager for another international crisis. And this comes from Foreshadows Report. I follow him on Telegram. Earlier this week, the World Government Summit was held in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. 
The theme this year was Shaping Future Governments. One of the sessions was titled Key Predictions for a Changing World Order. During the session, one of the panelists said the international order needs some kind of shock event, chaos, to, uh, to bring about a global transformation. He said, quote, the big question is, how are we going to go through this transformation? It has to be, it cannot be gradual. It has to be driven by a part, by a certain shock that will happen, unquote. We have the latest push for global governance from Klaus Schwab. The founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum gave a keynote address earlier this week at the World Government Summit. In the speech, he said, quote, today it has become a reality that we live through artificial intelligence, new space technology, and industrial biology. Our lives in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected, and who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. He continued, quote, my deep Concern is that these technologies, if we don't work together on a global scale, if we do not formulate, shape together the necessary policies, they will escape our power to master these technologies. Hmm. Um, and you got you got to click on over to my blog. I've got some. Um, I got a picture of the UAE interface compound. Um, it's really pretty to admit, you know, trying to get this one world religion that's going to be in the future, um, you know, in the book of Revelation. And um, then there's a, I have a pod, podcast um, uh, covering this and some world and some world news there. Um, a video from Pastor Brandon Holthouse. Um, another one from um, with a study recently of the beliefs and values of of people and um, from uh, Behold Israel, Michael Lake, post-COVID prophecy. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but it's got to be interesting. I'm going to watch it um, later. All right, let's go on to Christian persecution, which Jesus warned us and Paul warned us. And um, of course, I have a link in my blog to the World Watch list on Christian persecution the latest one from Open Doors. And so, um, and today I, uh, I highlight um, a few other countries, starting with Cuba. And this one, this one really hits home for me because I'm from Puerto Rico, which is the island, one island over from Cuba. And I knew a lot of Cubans in Puerto Rico. I knew a lot of them in New York and I knew a lot of them in Miami. Okay, they're good people. You know, we're pro I mean, we're, we're, we're cousins in a way. And it just it just breaks my heart that um, the the communist government there just totally suppresses um, and persecutes uh, Christians, Christian churches. So here's a report from Open Doors. Cuba has risen ten places on the world world watch list to number twenty seven, thanks to an increase in violence and pressure in all spheres of life. The dictatorial regime intensified its repressive tactics against all Christian leaders and activists that they view as opposing communist principles. The state does not allow Christians freedom of conscience on social issues. For instance, if the state passes new legislation on marriage, churches are forced to comply. If they don't, church leaders are likely to be monitored and threatened by the state security agency. 
Government measures include arrests, abductions, arbitrary fines, closed surveillance, denials of licenses and religious visas, and physical and mental abuse. Central African Republic, the CAR, number 24. The CAR rose seven places in the latest World Watch list. The ongoing conflict has displaced thousands of Christians and many live in camps for internally displaced people. Igna was forced to flee her home after a rebel group assaulted her and now lives in a camp. Pray for her healing and that God will protect her and her family from further harm. Most of the country is occupied by armed militia groups who are responsible for a range of human rights abuses. When Christian leaders have publicly denounced the violence, they've been threatened and their churches ransacked and torched. Pastors are especially at risk, with some even being attacked during church services. Meanwhile, those who convert from Islam are at risk of persecution from their family and local community. There are reports of Christian mothers being allowed to attend Christian gatherings on condition that her children are sent to a mosque. Given the poverty many Christian families live in, parents are sometimes enticed in, into giving their daughters in marriage in exchange for gifts, while some Christian women agree to convert to Islam just to survive. Burkina Faso is number 23, um, another country in Africa. In the midst of a deepening security crisis caused by last year's military coup, jihadist activity is expanding and Christians are increasingly being targeted and killed. Ask God to heal and comfort those severely traumatized and affected by jihadist attacks and pray for wisdom for open doors partners and strengthening the church with trauma care and relief aid. On April 28th of 2019, Martin's pastor and father uh, closed his sermon with a question. What was the last word of Jesus? To which Martin responded, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. That's in Luke 23, 34. The church then prayed for their enemies. Ten minutes after the service, a group of Islamic extremists attacked the church and killed several men, including Martin's father, husband, brother, and brother-in-law. Yet she says, I want those who did this awful thing not to die without knowing Jesus Christ. My father said that if it is because of the name of Jesus that people want him to flee, he will never flee this village, Martin recalls. Even if it would mean death, he would die for the name of Jesus. He would not be afraid of what, uh, what can only kill the body, but not the soul. It's unbelievable. So the word Burkina means upright, showing how the people are proud of their integrity, while Faso means fatherland. Burkina Faso rose from number 32 to 23 on the World Watch list. Elsewhere, India, which is number 11, increasing numbers of states in India have implemented anti-conversion laws, which are designed to stop Hindus being forcibly converted to other religions. However, these laws are often used as an excuse to harass and intimidate Christians. Pray for a change of narrative around Indian identity so that the culture becomes more accepting of minority faiths. Sudan, number 10, following a military coup in October of 2021, Sudan is afflicted by ongoing unrest. 
This has resulted in a lack of protection for religious freedom. Churches have been forced to close, and in some cases, their land has been confiscated. Please pray for political stability and for a government that recognizes equal protection for all religious expressions. Nigeria, number six. I have a, um, a story from Voice of the Martyrs and um, from a Supported Crisis Care Home. Um, then Pakistan, number seven. So you got to click on over to my blog and, and click on these links to, to hear these stories. And there's a bunch of podcasts, Sue, there are amazing stories. Pakistan, number seven, Christians make up only 1.8% of the population in Pakistan, but a predominantly Muslim country. This small number of Christians is not well tolerated. Christian girls are abducted, abused, and forcefully converted to Islam. Pray for protection for women who suffer domestic violence and girls who are forced into early marriages. In the United States, the Anti-Defamation League, there has been an increase in incidents of violence against Jews in the United States following Kanye West's anti-Semitic statements. Turkmenistan, number 26, church leaders are particularly vulnerable as targets for persecution, whether through unwarranted fines, physical attacks or arrests and imprisonment on false charges. Fines can be issued for holding illegal gatherings, possessing religious literature, and even downloading Christian songs. Printing and, import and importing Christian materials is restricted, so there is a dwindling lack of resources to support local Christians. Christian converts from Islam are the most vulnerable to persecution, and many hide their faith to avoid being targeted by their families and communities. Um, and I've got uh, a podcast here, a story from Lebanon. Uh, today, to lay down your life. Amazing story. And another podcast from Setting the Slaves Free from another um, Christian organization called A Third of Us um, that tells a story from Pakistan. I mean, it is amazing. You've got to listen to these stories. Uh, and which brings us to the good news. Um, for the good news must first be preached to all nations, all peoples. And yes, there is bad news all over the world, but nevertheless, there's also great news, signs of hope that Christians are doing what Jesus told us to do in the Great Commission before he left us. Check out and uh, check these out and pray for them. In Laos, please remember AsiaLink partners as they travel through Laos, speaking to various groups about the dangers of people trafficking. They also take opportunity to share the gospel at these gatherings and rejoice that 28 people recently trusted Christ as Savior. Amen. Pakistan, please pray for an AsiaLink partner currently completing some Bible school training outside the country. He plans to return to Pakistan next month to host Bible classes in the city of Kedah. Please pray that this time of training will be beneficial in preparation for this vital ministry. Senegal, this comes from Wycliffe. The Guzale team in Senegal recently finished translating the book of Genesis and are now recording parts of it. Pray that the voice actors would speak their lines in an engaging way for the recording of the voices of the Genesis film. Praise God for all who were involved in composing songs about Abraham and creation and pray that it would give them a desire to know the stories behind the songs. Pray for God to be at work in the hearts of many in the Guzale community as they hear his word. And this again is in Senegal, which is in Africa. Nepal, 
AsiaLink. An AsiaLink partner in Nepal has been encouraged how his salvation booklet has been a great help to many, giving them a clear understanding of the doctrine of salvation. Sadly, he has met many nominal churchgoers who have no grasp of the true gospel. Please pray. That problem everywhere. Nominal churchgoers. Halfway Christians. Mm. Iran, despite extreme attempts to suppress the church in Iran, it continues to grow year on year. Thank God for this counterintuitive growth and for the many hearts that have been set free through the gospel. Iraq, quote, I studied about all sorts of religions online and fell in love with the teachings of Jesus Christ. These are the words of a young medical student in Northern Iraq. Praise God, he has become a follower of Jesus and is eager to share him, Jesus, with others through his work as a doctor. He should get on over to Turkey and help out over there. Israel, in recent days, missionaries, and this is from International Mission to Jewish People, missionaries have found that many Jewish people who previously wouldn't engage in a conversation are now open to talking about Jesus. One missionary who has experienced this change of attitude among the Jewish people is Misha and he regularly conducts Bible studies and evangelistic bus tours for Russian-speaking Jewish migrants in Israel. These tours are extremely popular. News of them is spread among the Jewish community by word of mouth, and increasing numbers are attending international mission to Jewish people. Okay. Um, and... I'm sure you've heard of this Asbury College revival that's been going on in Kentucky. Um, it's been past uh, 10 days already. And there's differing opinions on where is it revival or is it a really revival or is this just, you know, a long praise and worship meeting. Um, and I have a video here from the 700 Club that talks about it. Um, and, um, you know, but it's so it's interesting. So it, it uh, and supposedly it's beginning to spread across multiple campuses. And um, one of the Bible verses is from John 12, 32. And, um, and Jesus said, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. And in Acts chapter two, verse 17, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And then in verse 21, this is Peter speaking. He says, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, the signs of the last days are obvious. And Jesus said, Matthew 24, 8, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. So we're waiting for the rapture to happen. And um, I've got a lot more information about what is the rapture and more Bible prophecy links. And um, even the study of the whole book of Revelation and also, I also have in my bookstore, I have um, several um, handpicked special Bible prophecy books. So you need to go check them out. But one thing's for sure, Jesus is coming soon, whether you're ready or not. 
So why not begin a relationship with him? Because he said, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. That's Revelation 3.20. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Isn't it about time you let him in? So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on open my blog and click where it says how to know Jesus. And in the bottom of today's blog, I've got the Bible Prophecy Today broadcast. It's a podcast. And then I've got, again, Pastor Barry uh, Stagner in his lineup, which he's got a little rundown of everything. And I got a, re- a special one in here, which is pa- uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs now arriving. A special message. So again, click on over to my blog. If you want to dig deeper, if you want to learn more, because now is the time to get your get ready, get your act together. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.